listen, if you dare, to this Sundown 96.6 presentation. Open your eyes and look into the darkness. Something strange is moving. Something grave and sinister. Something paranormal. Something ghostly. That sends shivers down your spine. It is children with cult class with your house, Caitlin. The thought about that with little kids is that little kids have not dulled all of their senses with the pressures of the world mm -hmm. and all the other information that we carry around in our heads and all of our ideas of what's real and what's not real and that little kids are open yeah. more and then they can see things. Welcome to Chillin' with Cult Class. My name's Caitlin and this is where we talk about everything spooky, strange, and unexplained. So Nick and I were just having a discussion about critics, and you guys know how I feel about critics, and I think how Nick feels about critics. We've talked about it before on this podcast, but I really um, don't hold them in high regard. Hemingway said it the best. Critics are men who watch a battle from a high place, then come down and shoot the survivors. That is like my favorite quote. Um, I know our listener Derek sent that to me at one point when we were talking about critics in a previous episode, but I was just on a tangent before recording this <laughs> about critics because I was looking up... Um, so first of all, I'm listening to Macklemore's new album that just came out today. It'll be a few days old uh, once you guys are listening, but uh, the album is entitled Ben. And it is an awesome album, and I had the pleasure of working with him on another project. And he's just a nice guy, yeah. And his art is awesome. So, and awesome. I was looking up this album and other albums, you know. And when you look them up, like I was looking up release dates and tours, and for I have a few favorite albums that came out today, so or albums I wanted to listen to. And all these articles pop up from all these critics about these musicians that are just, like, brutal. Mm, I know. We were driving uh, in town, and you're reading some of them off to me. I just couldn't believe these people have, like, the audacity. Yeah. It's just, like, I don't understand how somebody can just sit in an office and criticize anybody's art. Even if the art is not for you, uh, it's just like, it's a real pet peeve of mine. So I just wanted to put this out there and encourage you guys to have your own opinion. And I know you guys do because you're awesome, but don't let anybody's opinion influence you, especially the opinion of people who aren't as successful as the people they're criticizing or yes, as, yes. and they don't put themselves out there like the people they're criticizing. I, I've never been criticized by someone doing better than me. It's it always... Yeah. 
you know, it's always the other way around. And I think that's in most people's cases. Yeah. Or insulted or like, yeah, it's just, um, it's just such a like lame thing because I just want the world to be full of art and positivity. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And it's, it's odd that people make a living doing that. And so I just, um, Macklemore's album is also awesome. Check it out. But there's also a ton of other great music and you guys can listen to Sundown. I was just listening to all these new bands to get music for Sundown 96.6. Our radio station, you can go check that out at Sundown 96.6. Sundown (laughs) 96.6.com. Anytime to listen to that music. But I was listening to all these indie bands and I was like, man, like there's so much good art out there. Mm -hmm. And it's so unfair that the internet and critics like put these people down. So it's so lift up any artists that you know, business owners that you know, friends that you have that put themselves out there. It's hard to do. It's hard to put yourself out there. Yeah, just be like nice to people, man. And if the art or the business or the product or the person is not for you, that is totally cool. But you know what's it saying? if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything, say anything at all. At all right. Or at the very least, you don't have to like totally rip people apart. <laughs> it was just brutal seeing all these reviews oh. of different albums that I like and stuff today. And oh, I don't usually look at that stuff. Yeah. But. No. Yeah. It was. It's. It's troublesome though, and that's the first thing that comes up when you Google a new album. That was what was so irritating. I was looking for information about these different, like, and it happens with art too that I look up, like visual art and photography and like different artists. There's always somebody's like take on these people and their art. That's the first thing I see before I see anything about like useful information about them. Yeah. And so it just drives me nuts. So that's my rant, guys. That's it. (laughs) I had to get that out today. I just, like, had to get it out. I know I've ranted about critics in the past, but just be nice to people. Just be nice. For a true writer, each book should be a new beginning where he tries again for something that is beyond attainment. Okay, now I'll get off my soapbox. (laughs) Um, On a lighter note, we just installed this toothpaste dispenser in our bathroom <laughs> literally before this podcast yeah, yeah, yeah. you guys have to check this out okay we'll report back in like a week if this thing falls off the wall and ruins the wall for sure but i feel like as you get older at least for me i really like really love things that help you stay organized and this oh, is yes. like it it has a cup it can hold your tooth like four up to four toothbrushes uh-huh. it dispenses the toothpaste it can hold like little tchotchkes up on top too. Little I don't get you know anything you want. Whatever, a little gnome a or a retainer, mouthwash, <laughs> earrings, your contact useful case. Useful bathroom things. Yeah, useful probably bathroom what you put things. On an empty there. an empty TP roll if you want. I don't know, but um, <laughs> but do that. <laughs> I just love the idea of that. I don't know. Whatever, whatever you're into. You remember when you were a kid? You it like used to be so fun to use the cardboard from empty paper towels and. Like toilet paper, and I'm sure people with kids who are listening are like, "Yeah, the kids still do that." <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's just like such a bummer as you become an adult. It's just all trash. I know, and but it used to be like a, a megaphone. It used to be a, a binoculars. Get two, get binocular, a pair yeah. of binoc- binos. Uh, yeah, I know, I know. But that's 
Anyway. And excitement that yeah. you, you were very happy that they arrived. Yeah. Amazon, I think I searched, like, oh, my gosh, like, toothpaste dis- dispenser, like, wall organizer What thing. made you want it? want it? Have you seen it before? I've never seen it before. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I just was, like, you know, 3 a.m. looking at Amazon, but it had, like, 7,000 reviews, and nice. I was like, I need this thing. Yeah. So it dispenses the toothpaste in a little tiny ribbon, mm-hmm. like, shape. It's so cute. <laughs> All right. So anyway, that's positive. You guys have to check that out. Um, that is not a paid ad. It's just a really cool little technology. One more important tidbit is that we are now definitely 100% cat people. (laughs) I can say I do love this cat. Yes. So you guys know we got a cat and uh, she's named Ripley after Alien. And I know the cat isn't named Ripley in Alien. I'm naming her after Ripley in Alien, the person. Because this cat is so awesome. She's like a hunter. She's like so intense. Oh my gosh. We love her so much. And cats are just like, they're like their own little person. Uh, She doesn't need anything. Yeah, she's very self-sufficient. And she doesn't require a lot of attention. It's like you give her kind of her little fill of, you know, human contact. And then she's like, okay, I'm I'm over you. She's (laughs) way over it. I know. We're like, I'm like, hello. Oh, do you want? Oh, okay. We're done. Okay. (laughs) Like I so desperately because we're normally dog people. So desperately want her attention. And she's like, no, we're done. I'm like, actually, that's pretty cool. Because we have goats. (laughs) We have dogs. We can't be sitting with the cat for hours and hours anyway. Totally. Uh, but she's so cool. So we were at the grocery store today, and then I, I bought her a pickle toy. A little toy, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It has a bell on it and feathers. And so this woman, <laughs> my heart, this woman, the <laughs> cashier, she's like, I don't know what, like 60s, 70s. Yeah, I'd say. An older lady. And she was like, oh, my cat. She's checking it out. She's like, <laughs> This is so cute. My cat had a pickle toy. And we're like, oh, had. Had. And she starts talking about her cat. And it was so, I guess he passed away Uh uh, recently. September, I think she said. And she was like, he he was like her buddy. And she showed us pictures and everything. And so then we're showing her pictures of our cat. (laughs) And then the lady behind us is like, The lady behind us chimed in. Yes. And she's like, cats are the best. And then she's (laughs) telling us about her cat. Going on vacation with like the cat. Going on vacation with the cat, and like we're just making friends with these women in grocery stores now over cats. <laughs> cats are the best, so they're pretty cool. Anyway, I think that's like it with housekeeping and trivial stories about our lives that you guys are <laughs> kind enough to listen to. Um, I've mentioned this before, but I'm now part of Sundown 96.6, the radio station, and you can check that out at sundown966.com. But the cool thing is, is that we just built this page on the contact page where you can submit your music if you're an independent musician and you have like some spooky music that you think will be cool on a paranormal radio station you can also submit any witness like accounts if you've seen bigfoot if you've seen a ufo if you've seen a ghost um if you are a ghost (laughs) i'm just kidding oh no if you're if you're a ghost write in but you can submit any of that through the website at sundown966.com and we're getting so many cool submissions especially music um which is really cool i didn't know you guys even made music so it's a fun way to connect to people and you can check that out uh otherwise you can follow us on 
on Instagram at chillinwithcult.class, and you can follow my art at cult.class on Instagram. So, without further ado, let's start the show. Greetings, Earthlings, from Sundown 96.6 FM. This message is to inform you of the following. If you have ever experienced something creepy in your life, from a ghost to a UFO, please submit your story on the contact page of our website, sundown966.com. If you create scary and science fiction music, please submit your music for radio play consideration on the contact page of our website, sundown966.com. Thank you for listening, and thank you for participating. From all of us here at Sundown 96.6 FM, this ends message. Your UFOs in the news this week comes from a Fox.com article that I found about the first UFO sighting in America. The first known UFO encounter in America was recorded in 1639 by Puritan leader and prolific journal keeper John Winthrop, leader of the Massachusetts Bay Colony and a foundational figure in the National Pantheon. Winthrop's sensational account of a great light in the night was witnessed by a group of sober, discreet, incredible persons over Muddy River in Boston, a trickle of a creek that today wraps around American sports landmark Fenway Park. Now, please stand by for your Paranormal News of the Week. Your paranormal and unexplained news of the week comes from Popular Mechanics. It was just announced that a new Moai statue was discovered on Easter Island. This statue is smaller than most and was found in a dried up lake bed. There are more than 1,000 Moai statues on Easter Island, representing a key part of the region's cultural and archaeological past. The new find raises the potential for additional Moai finds in the future. The Moai are one of the world's greatest mysteries. They're incredible statues, and I find them incredibly fascinating. So to discover more and to learn more about them would be incredible. Every week, Nick and I talk about our crazy homestead life and all our outdoor adventures. Follow our outdoor business on Instagram at Nightwalker Outdoors to see our homesteading journey, learn more about the outdoors, and pick up some really cool gear. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy this week's Movie Club. Look, you can't get rid of the Babadook. 
A rumbling sound, then three sharp knocks. That's when you'll know he's around. You'll see him if you look. Nothing bad's gonna happen, Sam. Did he think that about my dad before he died? He sees things as they are, that one. I promise to protect you if you promise to protect me. Oh, my God. Did he hurt anyone? The boy has significant behavioural problems. This monster thing has got to stop, all right? It's just a book. It can't hurt you. Last week's movie club pick was The Babadook that came out in 2014. And um, I hadn't watched that movie in a really long time. And Nick, you didn't have a chance to rewatch it. I hadn't, no, yeah. Work's been uh, keeping me pretty shackled to the desk this yeah. past week. Wow, but, what a visual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? But you did have the opportunity to watch it. What did you think? Yeah, so um, it was way more gruesome than I remember and way darker than I remember. Well, I remember it being dark, but I didn't know. I didn't remember her killing the dog. So, which was pretty, pretty rough. And you caught clips. You walked by a couple. Yeah. It's pretty like by the end when she's being crazy, it's like, whoa, a lot more like, like horror than I remember. Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. So let me give you guys a little bit of a synopsis. And again, if this is a movie that you plan on watching, you can just skip ahead a five minutes or so if you don't want any spoilers. So the movie is about a woman who lost her husband in a car accident. And you find out that the car accident was actually when they were driving to the hospital on the way for her to give birth to her son. So the husband dies on the day that the son is born. And you pick up, the movie picks up where the son is six years old. So it's six years after this accident. And as the movie progresses, the son is like has a lot of behavioral issues. And the mom is clearly just totally grief stricken and doesn't want to deal with him, doesn't want to deal with life really. And, you know, still over her husband. And a book shows up called The Babadook. And yeah. he starts reading the book. 
and the boy does and the mom reads it to him and it's like a really super creepy book about a monster and slowly the Babadook, this fake monster, and mm-hmm. they don't know where the book came from, comes to life and it becomes real. And then the mom starts seeing it and ultimately it sort of possesses the mom and she ends up like totally insane in the end. And then everything is fine. Mm. Despite the darkness of this film and how simple the plot sounds, it's actually like, I think, such an incredibly done film. Um, it's really probably isn't one of my favorites ever because it's so dark. Sure. But uh, I think it deals with grief it, the best of any film I've ever seen or one of the best. I've never looked this up and I didn't before this podcast <laughs> too because I like my theory about yeah. this. But I always interpreted the Babadook as a physical representation of grief. And I think that's what the filmmakers are getting at. So. Basically, in rewatching it, I saw it even more. So basically, this, sh- this book shows up out of nowhere, mm-hmm. uh, the Babadook book. And I think that's really representative of how grief appears in your life. Mm. Uh, you don't choose it. You don't buy it. You don't expect it. Yeah. It just appears, um, and tragedy just appears. And so I think that's like with the book just showing up in their house mm-hmm. uh, is representative of that. Then... She cuts up the book, tears up the book, and throws it out. And to me, that represented, like, you know, denying grief, basically. Like, just avoiding it. it. And the book shows back up at her doorstep, all taped together. And so, to me, again, it's grief. And the son is not very grief-stricken like she is. Like, Mm -hmm. she's not even living. She's so grief-stricken. And the son is, like, still has a, a, a spark of life in him. And at one point, the Babadook says, bring me the sun. And to me, again, that means just, like, a lot of grief. Like, she's struck with grief. Um, It's going to make the boy stricken with grief. And just, like, it's, like, just going into the darkness instead of dealing with grief. Yeah, no, that's a great way to put it. So, basically, the Babadook is this big, lurking, black man creature thing mm-hmm. that's like always around them and it's like living in their house because the mom let it in which again I think is representative of letting grief like overcome you and mm-hmm. like take you over and not dealing with it and the mom certainly doesn't deal with it and by the end she basically like loses it um, and again I think that's just like losing your mind to grief yeah. and not dealing with it and um Basically, that it's a monster. It's just a monster. And the son sees it, which I think I'm going to get into in a second, but kids are so in tune with life and what's going on. And so I think the son is very aware that the mom is unhappy and he's like manifesting the idea of this monster too as grief and like just darkness and something isn't right. Now, I think with the film, I mean, I think there is a monster. I don't know. I think that's the question. Or is it just like she's kind of crazy, kid's kind of crazy, they kind of like come up with this thing. Sure. I mean, I guess there's a monster. Um, I don't see any reason why there like isn't. But it also, again, is just so metaphorical the whole time that it's, um, I, I think it's just, you can see it in all kinds of ways. But ultimately, they end up living with the monster. That's the whole point of this movie, and I think, and they feed the monster, and the mom goes and visits the monster, mm. and again, and she's like overcome with it. Like by the end, the monster tries to attack her, and she's like, "No, I'm like not afraid." Yeah. And 
again, I really just think that that's like you have to live with grief. You have to deal with it. Absolutely. They feed it. They feed it worms in the in the movie. But I mean, mm-hmm. in life, you have to like you will always live with this monster. Absolutely. So that's my interpretation of the Babadook. No, I, it was great. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if there's the articles out there. There probably are that I, I would think say the same thing, or maybe there's other things, but I've never looked it up because that's how I like the movie. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I think the movie is. No, totally. You were kind of saying that as I was like passing through the room uh, when you were watching it, and I totally, so I was like, oh, the light clicked on. Like, that's exactly what it is yeah. to me. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so... Um, and you've seen it in the past. You just haven't seen it recently. So, right, right. Yeah, and, and the colors that it's shot, it's all black and blues and, like, dark, yeah, cool, really dark depressing mm. colors. Um, so it's just a really beautiful representation of, like, if you if you were going to make Grief a Monster, it yeah. nails it. But it's pretty crazy. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Pretty great. Pretty wild choice. Pretty wild choice. So what a ride that was. And that leads us into this week's pick, which is... So this week's pick is Mr. Nobody from 2009. And it stars Jared Leto. Um, This is a movie I've never seen. I don't think you've ever seen it. I don't remember ever seeing it, no. Okay, so... And I put up a poll or a questionnaire on my Instagram at cult.class. And people sent me so many good recommendations, so I'm going to use a bunch more. But our listener, Derek who I mentioned earlier, happened to recommend this movie, and I've always wanted to see it. I don't know what it's even about, uh, but I've seen the cover like for the movie so many times, and especially on like recommended sci-fi movie-like yeah. lists. So, I don't know. I'm excited. Me too. We'll see how it goes. I looked it up, and it says that it's streaming for free on Vudu. V-U-D-U. Yes, V-U-D-U. I think we have... Uh, yeah, I think it's note. some... Do we have that app? Is it like so. free? It's I free, think, I think. Yeah. So, um, it's like an uh, uh, extension to Amazon, I think. Something like oh, the Amazon right. channel. Oh, right. It's like that. Yeah, whatever. You guys will find it. Otherwise, you know, it's a pretty common movie. So I'm sure you'll be able to find it. And then next week we're going to do Scream 6. I'm just letting that secret out. All right, this week's movie club pick is Mr. Nobody from 2009. Enjoy it and watch it before next week's new episode on Sunday. Thank you all so much for listening to this show. We can't tell you how much we appreciate you. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, you can follow us on Instagram at chillinwithcult.class. And you can always follow my art on Instagram at cult.class. Thanks for listening. This week's scary story focuses on just having a scary story. I was looking up all kinds of really cool true scary stories. These are supposedly true stories. I mean, they're witness accounts and stuff like that. And um, I came across an article on today.com where they outlined a few really good scary stories. And one really caught my attention, and it's originally from the podcast called Monsters Among Us. And I looked up this podcast, and it seems like such a cool podcast. So 
I think I cannot recommend it enough to you guys, because if you're interested in this podcast, it seems like you would be interested in that podcast. It's called Monsters Among Us, and that's where this story comes from. Nick, you have not heard this story, right? I know I haven't. Okay, so Nick has not heard this story. I'm going to read it. It's so creepy. It also goes along with a theme in the Babadook of kids being in tune with things that we don't understand as adults. All right. And uh, we've talked about this in the past, but it has the theme of places not feeling right, like having bad vibes. So Mm. with that, I'm going to read this story from Mm. Monsters Among Us. I'm excited. In 1998, Joe relocated from California to Georgia to work as a manager at an auto body shop with his cousin. Soon after, Joe's brother followed him to the Peach State and rented a small house built in the late 1800s. It looked nice from the outside. It did not feel good from the inside, Joe said on the podcast. Things were off from the moment he helped his brother move into the house. I walked into the house and went, oh man, the hair stood up on the back of my neck and I just felt ill at ease. Like this place isn't cool at all, he said. Moments later, while carrying items into the bedroom, Joe says he heard a whispering. A heated whispering, almost an argument between two people that seemed to be hovering in the top of the ceiling area of the room. Joe ran out of the room and asked his brother if he'd felt something off about the house too. His brother had picked up on the vibe, but after praying on it, his brother said he felt that things would be all right. As long as you're good, Joe said, I'm not good, but I'm going to help you. Then I'm going to go home and probably not come back here. In the weeks that followed, there were more unusual occurrences, including a terrifying event in which Joe's eight-year-old nephew was taking a bath and sat up to find an elderly man in the bathroom with him. Ooh, creepy. (laughs) It took about two days to calm him down, and he never took baths after that, Joe said. After falling asleep on the couch one night, Joe's brother awoke to find an elderly man and woman seated on either side of him arguing back and forth over whether or not they were going to allow the brother and his family to remain in the home. The kicker, however, was when Joe's brother asked to borrow his truck one afternoon after receiving word that his four-year-old daughter had been found wandering along a busy road by herself with her hand up in the air. Police and other agencies were called in to investigate, and when asked, the four-year-old explained she'd just gone for a stroll with the old lady, (laughs) quote-unquote. So creepy. What old lady, Joe's brother asked. The old lady that lives here, his daughter replied. She just wanted to go for a walk, so we went for a walk. The front door was far too heavy for a four-year-old, so everyone was perplexed how she was able to leave the house. The old lady opened the door, then we petted the dog for a little bit, then went for a walk, the four-year-old explained. She was so genuine and honest at four years old that he couldn't call her a liar, Joe said. Shortly after, his brother moved out of the house and never went back. Joe still drives by the house nearly every day. It looks like a perfectly normal, acceptable house except for what's inside. So that is the scary true story that I found on today.com from Monsters Among Us, the podcast. What a cool podcast they are. Yeah, no kidding, right? Yeah, it's so cool. Also, 
One of my worst fears is whenever I'm home alone, and I'm sure other people share this feeling, is taking a shower and someone else being mm-hmm. like just like being in the house, right? Mm-hmm. So as soon as you were re- as you were reading that, my mind just went to like turning around and then they're oh just my being gosh. so <gasps> Every horror movie. Every horror movie. Ever. Oh my gosh. The cur- behind the curtain or like just there's there. a there's a scene in Is It the Grudge where she's washing her hair and then the hand in the hand like, comes is out in out. her ha- yes. head or whatever. Or like That's on it, her exactly. head. Oh my gosh. Yes. So that part terrifying. At first when I read it, I was like, why is the little girl's hand in the air? Mm-hmm. And then you know you find out that she's holding, holding the, the older woman the old lady's hand. Yeah. Um I just think that kids are like how they say it was hard to call the four year old a liar. It's like I just think kids don't really lie. Like, we talked about the aerial school last episode, too. It's like, why would a kid lie about that? Like, we were petting a dog. We went for a walk. Like, What's their motive? What did they gain from lying? You know? Yeah. There are a few other creepy stories. I just thought of another one I read from this podcast on this article about a woman who drove by a car accident. Mm -hmm. I'm just adding this. And... While she drove by, suddenly a woman appeared in the, her passenger seat and was freaking out like the lady was. And the woman who was driving realized that like something weird was happening because this person didn't look like a person. They looked like like just an image of a person kind of. Yeah. And uh, the lady like kind of di- freaked out and then kind of disappeared. And the woman who was driving, days well, was totally freaked out of and course. totally like beside herself. According, to, this is supposedly a true story. And a few days later, she saw a news report about this car accident, and a woman had died in the car accident. And it was the woman who was in, who her was car. in the car. Yeah. Wow. That's like the crazy. image was the woman in her car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So anyway, that's all terrifying. That's so the, a yeah. wild one too. That's crazy. Well, and I just think I was just thinking about like kids. Like, yeah, why do they have to lie? And also, I feel like they're just in tune to like. Where do we go? Like, I don't feel like they're closed off to like, oh, well, maybe a ghost would die in a car accident or like maybe this couple does live with us, this old couple. And totally. They're not like limited by the ideas that we have. Like the walls you create as you get older. Yeah. Very, you know, pure. They have like that, like closer connection to this kind of thing. I feel like for sure. They have like wonder and like their openness. Exactly. Yes. I think that's what I've shared my story before of when I was a kid and I told my mom that there were ghosts in a house that turned out to be a a house that needed to get blessed because it was so haunted. Other people. I didn't know that when I was a kid. Yeah. But other people were experiencing things. Major paranormal activity in that house. And I used to drive by it when I was like, Five years old, okay. six years old, yeah, and yeah. be like, "Mom, there's ghosts in that house." I yeah. just would tell her that all the you time. Just felt the energy. I guess I don't know. Kids, yeah. I think, are just into. I think that so stuff. too. We always talk about that, but I don't know. That's my scary story. Wow, that's a good one. I wanted to share. It was just a good little creep. Yeah. Now I'm. I'm going to be looking over my shoulder, showering for sure. <laughs> oh, definitely. As if I wasn't already. Already totally freaked and looking over my shoulder, like shower. I know, like, I know. Ugh. Oh, so creepy. Oh, we. Well, that was a, that was action packed. That was a fun one. That was a fun one. So I think that's all we got. I think that's all we got. Thank you guys so much for chilling with us, and we'll be back next Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard with a new episode. This has been.
Sunday, 96.6 FM production.